Welcome to the Quicksub F1 podcast. My name is Nashari New. Could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Joining me today on this show, frequent flyer on Air Quick Stop. Okay, I've got him in. He's going to be busy tonight. By the time you listen to this, he would have already done his new F1 live show. I didn't want to talk to you about that because that shit is fire. Um, (laughs) But other than that, Jay, I'm going to give you a nice cheering. Welcome to the show, Jay from Wolfpack Performance. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That was good, man. Thank you. How's it going? Bro, grinding. Tax time and shit. Shit due tomorrow, man. I got all types of shit to put in for that. And Wait, what's happening no content. Tomorrow? Oh, tax, tax time. man, it's the deadline, bro. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm, before we got on, I'm still cackling, getting itemized, man, trying to get everything in, you know, start mm-hmm. the carting thing, the car situation. So everything got to go, man. And so, you know, just business. You know, you know, uh, you're not trying to get Wesley sniped. You know, <laughs> no, bro, nah, I ain't trying to get that Wesley look. I like the beard. I ain't trying to get that grizzly though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then come out in the next Expendables, getting broke out of some sand jail. You feel yeah. me? <laughs> okay. Well, look, um, there's been a lot going on, but there's not been a lot going on. I don't feel. I feel right. like. How are you feeling with this three-week break? Like, it feels like we're in pre-season again. Like, it, it's not great. You know, I don't know for me, man. It's like I'm I'm out on probation and shit. You know, I'm out on parole. You know, I'm out of YouTube jail. You know, <laughs> oh, shit. out there they focus got you on, out. focusing on me. Right, right. Yeah, you know, they had cut me out on my stream. So, you know, I had to do the time. And then, you know, mm. so, yeah, it's, it's cool for me, man. Like, I use that time to start rebranding, thinking about other directions and going up bro you when you got to take a sit down you kind of think about how it is how it's going to be when you get back up so it really yeah. worked out for me are you rehabilitated nah I just, i'm more hungry <laughs> more hungry hungry more precautious <laughs> right smart smart about my shit and looking at looking at the landscape different mm, well 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 before we get into the landscape guys if you're watching this make sure to give this video a like and a subscribe and If you're listening at home, five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcast Review, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, if you want to listen to this without any adverts, our Patreon is there. The link is in the bottom. Shout out to all the Patronis. We love you and appreciate you as much as we love all of you, of course. Um, It's that top shelf shit, the Patron. mm, But the Patron. Mm. Off the Patron. Mm. Um... Speaking of the landscape, speaking of the right. landscape, this here podcast landscape that we find ourselves in, mm-hmm. um, one of the larger podcast platforms, Pit Stop um, Podcast, they found themselves in some hot water last week mm-hmm. um, for a series. I mean, for their behavior. I mean, they kind of filled up the bathtub and got in that shit. Yeah. You know, like, kind of, when you find yourself in hot water, it's kind of like you just fell in it. Like, but when you <laughs> fill up the bathtub with that shit steaming hot and then you jump in it, it's really yeah. like you put yourself in that situation. Didn't even dip a toe in there, Jay. Like, no. didn't even like, just put a pinky finger in it. Like, is that too hot? No. They just <laughs> balls deep in some hot water. Um, they were on a, uh, oh, is it Smashing Meals podcast? Apologies if I've got that wrong. 
with yeah. uh, racing drivers, um, uh, including uh, Juan Manuel Correa, who's a guest, I think. Um, they were all kind of F2 drivers or former F2 drivers. One's an IndyCar driver, Clem. Um, and, you know, you, you know what happened? They got a little bit sourced. I saw a lot of red wine bottles in these clips. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what they say, right? There's three okay. kinds of people out there that's going to tell you the truth in any situation. That's kids. Drunk people and angry people. Angry people don't give a damn about your feelings. Drunk people don't give a damn about your feelings. And kids don't even think about your feelings. Yeah, no. <laughs> right? That was them. That was them. They were very, very drunk. Um, and just, you know what? I always say this. I say this about drugs. And it could be like any drug, alcohol, higher drugs, whatever. That they can... You know, I'll do a more PC comparison. In the, I was watching Captain America a couple of nights oh, ago. Shit. Okay. And they give him the serum, right? And this serum mm-hmm. it makes him bigger and stronger. And when they were um, choosing whether to give this serum to Captain America or this other uh, soldier that they had there, mm-hmm. they were like, this serum brings out obviously it makes you big it's stronger but it accentuates all your points so your good points get better and your bad points get worse right alcohol will make your bad points so much worse and these guys came across as very like i i would say their personality came to the fore some home truths got Mm. told you know they're not particularly interested in formula one right um they find drivers boring to interview they um said in front of the f2 drivers and and racing drivers you know no one cares about the racing they only care about the reality tv side of things kind of which you know kind of comes across comes across as quite misogynistic given the influx of like female fans or fans or women sorry and um Mm -hmm. i guess the stereotype that they're only there to like look at the drivers rather than take in and look taking their racing and look there are new fans in the sport and they are younger right. and dts which is a reality tv show has helped right. increase the interest in i think i think there's been a trickle down effect i won't lie i, I you know i'm seeing so many more people talking about indie talking about mm-hmm. endurance racing talking about nascar like all of these series right. f2 as well but I guess yeah, they they really fucked up, and they they came for they came in for a lot of stick. Um, before we get to their apology, I guess mm-hmm. as a content creator yourself, <clears throat> so a reason why this was a big thing as well is because they've been given a lot of opportunities by F1. They've interviewed Crofty, yeah, yeah. Brundle, Will Buxton's had Buxton. an interview with them. A lot of drivers, <clears throat> so it's kind dude, of seen the as the dude from uh, Red Bull mechanic from red bull oh yeah but i reckon he's just a shield for anyone to be honest respectfully you know I, uh, right I, I, the amount that he's on twitter i felt like he just needed to go somewhere and talk and be a center of attention for a minute respectfully so right um cup that coupled with their like their the whole shtick of their podcast is we don't know anything we don't care <laughs> i guess right um, right. I guess your thoughts on, I guess, the video that surfaced last week and the reaction to it, I guess. Uh, my reaction is is the same as people that always feel like they're entitled. You know, yeah. when you are so accustomed to 
getting things given to you or gifted to you or just handed over to you in order for you to have opportunity, you don't you don't completely appreciate it, nor do you completely adore it because your motivation and your sense of accomplishment is not really there, right? Because yeah. you really didn't fully have to grind it out for that. And it's not to say that people get opportunity because everybody needs an opportunity, right? Everybody is afforded an opportunity and you have to make the best of the opportunity. I tell people a lot of times and they say I'm like cynical when I say it, but I tell people all that destiny is bullshit. Destiny and manifestation, I say yeah. it's bullshit. The real thing, like when you take the dress and the tux off and all the glitter and glamour, the real thing is this. You have to be prepared when the opportunity presents itself so that you can maximize. That's destiny. Yeah. All right. Go by the six P's. Proper planning prevents piss poor performance. When you don't have to do that and you can wake up to just an opportunity or speak and then somebody just affords you an opportunity, you miss all that stuff in a minute. So when you go over the mountain versus me, when I'm running through that motherfucker, I'm knowing mm. the insides, I'm hitting rocks, I'm hitting debris. When I come out the other side, I'm a whole different beast. Like you, yeah. you just going up and roll down the hill. You're going, it's going to be a different game, ball game for them. So yeah, it just came off as that's what I'm talking about. And this is the reason why the old phrase goes is it, is it always is. I, you, others that look like us, women, work 10 times harder to get a fraction of the distance, right? Mm. These guys come off, and then here it is. They can, they can what, what's the kick, kick a gift, gift horse in the mouth type situation? Yeah, yeah. They yeah, can I, go on here, yeah. say this shit, and they still going to get these opportunities. They still going to get these bags. They yeah. still going to get these opportunities, and that's the problem. So at the end of the day, it just solidifies what we already thought, what we already knew in the same bullshit that is consistently going on. And that's why I tell everybody, like my whole thing is Baskin Robbins. There's a flavor for everybody. These platforms, these people that have this access, Formula One, FOM, Liberty Media, all the teams, like I channel there, like you should be picking up different content creators and giving them access to see what type of content do they create with the access. Because there's a market out there for it, but that's not what they're doing. They kind of stick with that one vanilla sheet. Like I told you before, man, it's like vanilla ice cream with not even the beans speckling that shit fake, man. It's fake. <laughs> It's fake. It is fake. I'm gonna give you a quick oh gunshot for that. I think, I think like for me, Cam made a really good point when we were talking at the weekend that if I am F1 mm -hmm. and I have a choice between, even if I can't see who runs it, right, a right. platform which has hundreds of thousands of subscribers and followers. Or a platform which has less than that, right. let's say less than 10,000, right? If I want my brand to go as far as possible, and this look, these are the same conversations happening in the fashion space, in, mm -hmm. um, in the beauty space, traveling content. Like, I feel like there's a lot of, I guess, that tried and tested way of going right. to the bigger followers and, and whatever. But, People, it's such a how does it's such an outdated way of thinking, right? Mm -hmm. You could create or give access. The thing is, sorry, I need to just say this. I don't even care about the access that much. Like my life 
will go round without a paddock pass. This whole thing that getting a paddock pass is like some holy grail as a content creator in F1. You've got paddock passes. Facts. Like, you're not a different person the day before you had a paddock pass to the day after. And the day after. And the day after. (laughs) And the day after. You're you're the same person. It hasn't magically... Joey made you into a better person or a better content nah. creator. I mean, it may have made you into a better content creator because of the opportunities you got and the experiences you've had. The experience of it, I wouldn't mind having, of course. Access right. is great. But the achievement of it isn't something that I would say. It's something that I crave, right? Thanks. But going back to what I was saying, instead of kind of looking to break new markets, looking at where these new fans are, these new markets are. Could we could we collaborate with these people? Could we could we for a lot cheaper probably than we're paying for these people with large accounts who have followings that like them but don't really care about them. Right. Could we go to somewhere which has like an actual community of people that actually care about them that if you did collaborate with them, it would probably be and one and two, they make I would say more consistent, better content. Right. Would that not be more impactful than than the lazy route of let's just have these guys in an interview? They are awful interviews. They're they're not bad. They are. They're, there's no. That ain't even no shade or no hate. That's just a that's just a professional observation. It ain't. It's a professional observation based off us being in the space and doing the work and really being in it. We can look and see like, hey, that. I but, mean, like, mm. but it comes across, Jay. Because there's a flavor for everybody. There is a flavor for everyone, but it comes across. Now we know that you're bored having these interviews. <laughs> right. Now we get it. It is bored. Like you are bored. Makes sense. And you're not interested in your subject matter. <laughs> so that's why the content is as bland as it is. Right. But I guess what there's not really much as content you know there's not really much from this that we can glean that we didn't even know right like it's it's mostly mm-hmm. just keep your head down keep working and and you know create your own opportunities i guess right and yeah you, you gotta you gotta stay ready right you gotta stay ready and, and like uh like i tell my my community i say all the time man i got a i got a dopest ass community bro i say yeah, it all the time i believe in my community my community dope you as do. hell bro like you can't you can probably go to other Formula One platforms and go to a live chat even bigger. I mean, you could probably go to a channel that's 10 times as big as mine, and I promise you they live chat won't be jumping like mine. Why that's is no that? That's no bullshit. Bro, it's because it's real. It's real. It's organic, bro. It's real because it's, um, it's the same effect where you go and you just pick up a sheet of paper and you just start reading. And this ain't no shade because, like I said, it's a flavor for everybody. But... Some people don't like to just sit and listen to a monotone audio log of somebody reading a damn interview or reading a damn article. And just yeah, yeah. some people don't like it. Some people like to really know and interact with other people. And on my platform, I like to interact with people and it comes across. So I think that's why people gravitate and just kind of conform into our community. It's like, yo, this shit real. Like he might not say something you always don't like. But he always going to be him. It's always going to be jumping. He's always going to have a different perspective. He's not afraid to say what the hell he feel. And he's also not afraid to apologize when he's wrong. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's a give and take situation. And I always keep that mentality. Like I said it before, now, it's a round table. Nobody got the edge. So yeah. I give my community ownership within our community. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's I treat it like a family, bro, and I think that's the difference. So when people really come there, they come in there to really vibe instead of just coming there and be like, check in, and then, you know, we check out. Yeah, it's a right. different thing. I think that's it. I think that's it. And I think that's really important for anyone who's like a, a content creator is that you've got to create that sense of community. You've got to create that sense right. of being part of something because, you know what, if... It can go. Like, bro, like I tell you that. something else. I'm about to give away. I'm about. I'm probably about in the in the next six months, when Formula One is over. I'm about to hold a challenge where I'm literally gonna give away probably fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars worth of gaming gear. Wow. And thing, I'm not even. I'm not even a gamer. But when I realized I had people that appreciated gaming in my community, it's like, well, what can I do for them? You know, because they're here. Yeah. And if they're going to be here, you kind of got to have something for everybody and so they feel welcome. I don't want them to feel like, okay, well, I want them to understand, like, I, I see what you said. I took what you said, and I found yeah. a way to make sure that I provide something for you. So we got a competition coming up, bro. It's going to be like a Fanatec wheel. I spent $700 on a Fanatec base, nice. pedals, wheel, all that from Carlos. So, like, we put a whole package together, bro. It's going to be a competition. So it's shit like that, man. So it's who who else is really doing shit like that? No one! I too. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I cocked it back again. I was like, I was like, you know, when you just a warning shot, like, right, buddy, <laughs> buddy. Right. Um, look. Um, let me read their uh, apology. Oh, the apology. Yeah, let's hear. Let's hear this a little bit. <clears throat> what you need is some like. Um, piano music over the top. I was just thinking that shit. Like in in the clip, we're going to put some piano music and it's going to be really, look, because this is a serious apology. This is a serious thing. We've taken some necessary time out to reflect following the release of the latest Screaming Meals episode. We messed up and what we said was not acceptable. Watching the content back, we're embarrassed by our attitudes and for that, we're sorry. We feel privileged to be a small part of the fans who embrace this amazing sport. And we love this incredible racing community we found ourselves in. We should have been more respectful to the hosts, and in particular JM Correa, who we have since spoken to and apologised. We remain grateful for his and other support of us and our podcast. We promise we'll do better moving forward. That was heartfelt... (laughs) Heart. <laughs> oh hey, my god! I'm gonna give an air horn. Oh my god! I'm gonna give an air horn to whoever wrote that. They're saying yeah. on the streets it might be Chat GPT as well. <laughs> Jeremy, like Chat GPT. I've been a dickhead Bro. in a podcast. Apologize <laughs> to the fans for me. Bro, hey, oh I noticed god. they still didn't. Uh, apologies can tell you a lot about. A situation mm, about tell a person. Me. Tell me. I didn't hear anywhere in there where I was thinking that apology was going to include if it was sincere and self-reflecting on oneself about where I really completely went wrong as far as what I'm doing, <clears throat> and I didn't hear it. So I was waiting to see if there was going to be a bit in there about we are going to basically do better to not only inform ourselves but educate ourselves 
and be more passionate about the sport that we are sitting here collecting checks and viewership on. That's what mm. we're going to do. We're going to be, we're going to become better content creators within the Formula One space about Formula One and motorsports. Notice none of that shit was not included because they don't intend on doing that. They don't intend on doing it. They've been getting not. away without doing it. They're not going to intend on doing it. So, you know, like I said, man, it you know, intent is only as good as who it was intended to be for. And they their intent was just that. Like, we don't give a damn, but we got these bags. We got these people. We're going to ask these questions and be ourselves and watch the ratings go up. And that's cool. So, you know, hey, if they can get it, they can get it. I ain't no hater, bro. If you can get the bag like that, you know, you know, Cam also says the least path of resistance. And that's the least path of resistance for them. The hardest path of resistance would be what we do day to day. Bro, I was up at 345 this morning, up at 345 this morning here. I got all types of shit. I got to go in that I'm going in on for my for my broadcast. You know what I'm saying, bro? You can check my timeline, bro. Three forty-five a.m. That's not that's not like a winch. That's not like a a one-shot deal, bro. That's multiple times during the week. I just get up, come down right here, and figure out and line out content. What am I gonna do for my community? What is going on in Formula One? How can I talk about this in a way that's really passionate about me? And what kind of topics do I want to see, bro? That's that's preparation. That's really being in love. Like sometimes I come down here, bro, and I just it ain't no lie. Don't nobody be around. No mic be on. I just be like, man, I love this shit. Because yeah. I love oh, becoming a great me, bro, in this space, mm. man. They don't. I don't look at those numbers. A lot of people looking at analytics and they looking at, bro, I'm just trying to be the best me on camera and bring it, bro. So when I jump up off this mic, I'm like, that shit was fire. Now let me see if I can double up on that. You know what I'm saying? Straight facts, bro. Like this shit, man. This man, they don't, they don't feel that, bro. They not about that life. They not about that life. They're the type of people I can go on their podcast and they're going to become my guests. That's the type of shit's going to happen. That's the type of shit happen when a real boss walk in a room, when somebody who really do this shit walk in a room, you can't help but sit down, hold your mic, and tell your dude over there that's working the mixer board to make my shit the main, main motherfucker right here. You the guest on your own shit. Trust me. Personality and character all day, bro. They ain't got it. Let me know, because... <laughs> I could get into that, but I like those guys. So, <laughs> but I will say that, I will say that we've said about this before, right? And look, sorry guys, if you're here for some pure F1 chat, I'm going to be real with you. There's not much going on. So like... You have to, like, really love what you do if you're going to excel at it. And I think there's that saying, you're talking about preparation, isn't, like, luck is um, opportunity meets presentation. Or hard work meets opportunity or something like that. Like, yes, when pre preparation meets opportunity. Preparation meets opportunity, like, that. that's what luck is, right? Because you might be lucky, not lucky, you might, like you said, you might get an opportunity... But right. if you're not ready to take that opportunity, that luck's going to pass you by. Now, you can get lucky with a, a viral video. Like you say, mm -hmm. you've got to do that again. You're going to do that again. And how are you doing that again? Are you just sticking to the same shit? Look, if you look at, if you look at our, fan, uh, our trailers from when we first started to where we are now... Oh. 
the difference is huge, right? We've it evolved, is, we've evolved <clears throat> it. The fucking the YouTube Facts. looks completely different. The, we've even upgraded the live show. Oh my god! Let me put an advert in here. But before I do that, our live show. You know what? Actually, after these adverts, we'll talk about the live show right here at this point now. Yay! <laughs> Right. Before we go any further, what else is upgraded? Quick Stop F1 is doing a live show. Okay? Live show. Guys, we're going to be screening. Let me hold on. We're going to be screening. Huh? Brazil. 21. In a freaking cinema. Luxury cinema. Okay? Imagine the big screen, Max versus Lewis, Toto versus Christian, Valtteri mm. Bottas versus whoever passed in that day in the first mm. corner. Absolute letdown, but that doesn't matter. Free popcorn for every person stepping in, oh, in uh, stepping shit. foot inside that cinema. Free beverage for everyone stepping oh, foot inside shit. that cinema. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is going to be historic. We've already sold. We have, we've got a bigger venue. We've already sold more tickets than we did for our live show last year. We want to sell this shit out. We want you to be there. We want to be a family. There's going to be people that you know, content creators there. There's going to be people that you follow on Twitter there, on social media there. We're a big family. It doesn't matter who you support, whether it's Red Bull, McLaren... Mercedes, Facts. whatever, okay? This is, a, this is a lovely environment. Don't listen to the people that say that we are black supremacist cult, okay? Please don't. One, that's not true. Two, also sounds kind of cool. Anyway, just say, anyway. It does sound really fucking cool. Right? I mean, like, damn, I could oh. just pivot, pivot into really? that. Like, Black supremacist <laughs> cult. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, look, bro, I'm going to commend you, though, bro. I'm going to commend you, though. Thank you. Like, you stepping out doing that shit, bro, that's whole... That's just like I said about my platform, who doing that shit like you doing it, bro? Like, you got your spin and your funk and your and your, your, your stench on that, bro. Like, you really... I really commend... When I see you doing that, bro, I be hella excited. Like, damn, my bro occupying a whole nother level of this shit, man. I love it. I well, love it. Thank you so much, bro. I'm going to give myself. Yeah, hell yeah. Give clap. yourself. Thank you. Um, like, I think it's a really cool thing, man. Like, you know, we're charging less than what. Look, no shade to, you know, uh, Tommy and, and Matt. On from P1 and a 400 person theater in the middle of central London. Um, they didn't do that in their whole time they were at WTF1. Mm. Probably could have, maybe they'll stop from doing it. But we started it. Like, let's look. I've been very coy about it on Twitter. And yes, I think other people have, other people, other platforms. Look, we didn't invent the live show. Okay. I, I've seen other podcasts have live shows and I've said, you know what, that would be dope for us to do but in this f1 space the way we're taking merch the way we're taking the live element of things you know mm -hmm. 
in our second year or you know we've had two years so we're in our third year now but to only be in the game two two years deep chris sent me a message the other day how is how amazing is this so we want to do a live show in austin if we keep up like the main podcast every monday mm-hmm. So show 50 was our first live show. Show 100 would be on Austin Race Week. Mm, the century. The century. It's oh, crazy. I might have to, I might so, have to see about that. <laughs> so to see, uh, to, to get to 100, to do all of this before our 100 is testament to our fans, but it's testament to what you're saying. Creating kind of like equity with your, with your right. fans and, and so forth. And I feel like... You know, for us to be doing this shit, it's just like a, it's a privilege. And I feel like it's a privilege. And I guess taking it back to what we were discussing before, it should feel like a privilege to do what we do. You should feel proud to be in this incredible sport. You should feel proud to get any opportunities you have to do whatever you want to do. There's people every day. I know me and you, we sit at home. And we're like, man, how can I get this shit to the next level? How can I get this shit mm-hmm. to the next level? But... There's someone looking at us, inspired by us. Like, how can I get? I mean, I know there's people <laughs> that look at your shit right. and and love with you. I love with you. I would say that I've been influenced by. It. I'm sure, you know, not we've influenced each other, right? Right. Thanks. But there's people who are smaller than us, just starting out. Probably just bought their microphone. They bought their webcam. They, you know, they're like, I want to get this shit cracking because I want to make my own version of what these guys are doing. That is a privilege and an honor. So, you know, to, I guess to round off the talk on, on the quick stop, guys, like, it is, um, it is interesting. It is interesting just how much the privilege jumped out of them mm-hmm. and the privilege jumped out of the apology, um, you know, no commitment to highlighting women content creators or no. diverse. Sorry. <laughs> no, not at all. No, <laughs> sorry. They didn't have none uh, of that. None of that. No, uh, we'll do better. You know, standard apology. It'll be interesting to see where they go. But look, back to on track stuff. Um, let me that? ask you a question. Shoot. Do you have a special affinity or love or need? For classic races to be on the calendar, mm, we talking about that shit tonight too. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's one of the topics, bro. Right here. Do you? Money. Oh, Money. nice, nice. See how we just see That's that. That's what I'm saying. Great minds think alike, bro. They do. They do. Do and you? The answer, yeah. No. <laughs> Let me tell you now. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Who shits? <laughs> get them shits off the calendar. Hey, okay, you know what? Give me three tracks you'd take off the calendar right now if you could. Monaco. Yes. Mm-mm-mm. Austria. Ooh. And mm, maybe, man, maybe Singapore. Ooh. Maybe Singapore, bro. Ooh. Yeah. Why is that? 
sucks, man. For Singapore, it just seems like Singapore is like it's a block or two. You know what a block or two is? I don't. In the, in the states, we say me. block or two, right? So when we see a block or two, it's like, damn, shit, bro. Shorty looking straight. Like, as soon as she get, as soon as as soon as I walk up on her, bro, I'm about to put the pressure on. I'm about to put the pressure on, bro. As soon as she get like a block, you like, and then. 50 feet, you like, ooh, then right up on you, like, you just, she never knew you was gonna talk to her. That's a block or two. From a block or two, man, Singapore comes in, you get all glamorized by the by the mm. show under the lights. Anytime somebody sells a sporting event, like under the lights, it's like, oh, yeah. shit, yeah. nighttime, bright, bright lights. But then, bro, when the race kicks off, it's like, I'm sitting there as a content creator, like, all right, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. No, it's, it's just, it's just yeah. a bunch of front low fluff, and then when it actually happens, nothing's really, really going on. You know what I'm saying? It's mm. just, it's really disappointing me. It's like a, it's, it's really bad, man. It, to me, it's bad. But if I had to, after I've seen it more than a few times, I'm just like, it, I would. I, every season, I try to give it an opportunity to like really press me because it's a show under the lights, and I think it's Formula One's first race at night under the lights to begin with. So it has yeah, that the night race, whole, yeah. right? The light race. So really, I think it's one of those tracks that's living off entitlement to what it jumped off. Just like Monaco's a historical track, man. Take Monaco off and do a celebratory race there, like when it's the break time. But I don't really care to see Monaco in the sea. Is Monaco delivered? nothing and i'm not talking about all the i'm talking about opportunity to really compete on track it's so damn narrow and these cars have increased so damn much it's really no place for them to even have the opportunity to overtake it's like a damn big drs train when it's just just steady going around man so yeah man i would say monaco singapore yeah definitely they can they can go yeah i'm, I'm in austria they can go in austria man i always say austria is like uh is the is the nascar track of formula one I As mean, you do a couple of, yeah, you do a couple of tweaks, you got a NASCAR track. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you it. like if he pulled Austria out a little bit, right. it would like yeah. There you go. You got your circle track and plus, you know, I'm yeah. not I'm not cool with all the sexual assault that happens in Austria. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can do well, without that shit. <laughs> I, know, I think we I think we all could, to be honest. Right. Uh, not for right. me. Um, um What's your three? My, my three. Monaco has got to go. It's got to go, bro. Enough. Enough. Right. Like, it's... The thing is, you can't plan for a future of F1 and make the cars the way they are and then tell me we're going racing around Monaco. Like, you've made these cars heavier, wider... Longer. And I... A longer, and I'm there, and I don't care what people say about the problem with Formula One. Yeah, these commentators they're in the studio, they're up there like Monaco's a one off experience, like you've got to experience Monaco. Nigga, I'm broke, okay? I'm broke, okay? I cannot go to Monaco, it's not an option. Like, I, I can't, I literally. What do you want from me? Stop trying to tell me about all of this cool shit that I'm right. looking at through a TV screen <laughs> and it's rubbish. And then on top of that, you're telling me the Saturday qualifying is the best qualifying session of the year. I'm here to watch races. Right. I'm here to watch races. You've got me for an hour and a half in front of my TV like, I hope it rains. Right, and right, even right, when it right. rains, even when it rains, 
It's still rubbish because you can't overtake offline. So they're just going around the track even slower. cautious, right. (laughs) Oh my God, it is honestly the worst race. Get it off the calendar. Now! Right. Other races I'll get rid of. Belgium. Mm. You get rid of Spa? Ah, bro. And I know there's like a lot of traditionalists. What I will say for Belgium is Belgium is affordable to go to. So, you know, if you're into... cheaper races on the calendar. If you're into camping, you can camp there. Obviously, kind of same with Austria, but Austria... Or glamping. Or glamping. I've glamped before. (laughs) For real, you glamped? Uh, but I'm in England, bro. But so so let the... me tell you, what's the difference between glamping and camping, man? Like, really in the experience. I know the I know the meaning difference, like, but it, what's the difference in you've experienced in traditional camping and glamping? So glamping is like, you get like a teepee. So it's not like mm-hmm. a tent. It's like a teepee mm-hmm. structure around it. So quite right. round and then um, you get like an airbed instead okay. of like... Um, a sleeping bag and like a duvet. Um, other than that, you're still camping. Oh shit. Like, when you go camping, you, you, you use a, just a sleeping bag. I've never gone camping and I never will. Oh, for real. Oh yeah. I've been camping, bro. But I'm gonna tell you right now, like I took, I put an air bed in that motherfucker. Like, okay. Yeah. Honestly, glamping is mostly the teepee. The, it's mostly the structure that you in then. So the structure that you're in oh, gotcha. rather than like, the thing itself because like I don't think there's is there electricity in there yeah, I've there seen some be, electricity in them there, there might lights be yeah there's some so I, I was like yeah you've got lights yeah you've got right. lights I was able to charge my shit so you know okay. unless you're bringing like a generator of your own or charging banks you know right it is upgraded now okay is it worth the ridiculous amount of money that people would pay for it at festivals and stuff I don't okay. think so. I saw some Silverstone glamping tickets. How much is Silverstone glamping tickets? Um, He's selling Silverstone glamping tickets. Oh, yeah. Oh, I ain't yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. Fuck that, bro. The ridings. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. I gotta be How, Okay, let's play a game. Okay. Like and you can either do it in dollars and I'll, right. I'll convert it into pounds so you've cool. got more of an idea. How much do you think a ticket at... Mate, these shits don't even have lights. <laughs> these shits don't even have lights. Okay. How much do you think a ticket at Silverstone Glamping... These shits look like the shits they had in Firefest. How much do you think it costs? No. Okay, sorry. Let me tell you what you get. Let me tell you... Go ahead. Let me yeah, tell I was you just about get. to ask you. What's the amenities? You get morning yoga. Mm-hmm. Breakfast included. Okay. And... What looks like, we were talking about cult earlier, what looks like some live cult music. Enjoy live acoustic sets mm. a stone throw away from your tent. The, oh, hold on, hold on. All right, all right. You also get a fast track and inner track access. Enjoy okay. exclusive access to the circuit. Uh, a pamper boutique. So I guess someone does your makeup for you. That okay. will, mm, I don't know okay. if that's free. That's definitely an added. Uh, and also, mm. you can win... Win money can't buy prizes exclusively for glamping customers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> oh shit. My God. All that. Okay. Where's, where's the where's okay. the restroom? 
Where's the bathroom? Th- those will be probably stalls. Um, there'll be a shower somewhere, but you don't get Fuck that. Oh my god, they don't have lights, but you do have those. You know those oil lamps that fucking yeah. Scrooge, not Scrooge, mm, probably Scrooge saw the Christmas the ghost. Yeah. Bit. He fucking <laughs> lit the light. Yeah. You get two. There's two of those, and there okay. is a plug, so it is electricity. Okay. How much do you think that is? Per is it for, for the weekend or per per day? I think this is for the weekend. Ooh, bro, I'm gonna say glamping. Probably glamping. I'm probably gonna say, man, about five grand. You're you're too harsh on Silverstone. <laughs> what, what are we doing? You're too hard. You're too harsh for the for the whole weekend. So what are we yeah. talking about? Like fourteen hundred? No. No, I think Three five grand. grand. I'm sticking. Oh, I was two grand high. I was two. I, two I was grand two off. grand high. So wait, 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 wait. What is that in? in oh, so that's the cheap. That's the cheapest one. So two thousand three hundred ninety nine for the cheapest. Okay. Um, and then you can get one. You get the deluxe Emperor Bell tent for three thousand and ninety nine. Okay. But these are ideal for families and groups. Obviously, okay. being a kid. You can get a deluxe yurt. Uh, which is like a smaller one for two thousand three hundred ninety nine. I cannot believe these. Oh, they do have lights. Fair play. Okay. And that's that's so, it. I was about so, fifteen hundred, something like that. Off. I'm off. All right. So I'll go into this instead of just take making fun of Silverstone. With all these new races coming in, and you know they're looking at going to South Africa and they're looking at going. London potentially, and you know they want to they want to expand it. Look, Stefano wants more than twenty five races in a year. Right, it's it's tight. Right, um, we talking about that year too. <laughs> like, uh, so uh, yeah, so one, I guess, is that too much? Do you think twenty more than twenty five races in a calendar is too much? Hell yeah, I think it's. I I'll say it. Let me let me say it like this. It's too much depending on how they implement it, right? Okay. Because talking about 25 races, but then you're talking about sprint races coming in too, right? So that's on top of those 25. Oh, yeah. They, cause they so want, is now technically if you had 25 races, you got 31 total events throughout mm-hmm. that entire season. Yeah. So it's too much – it's too much and they honestly don't know how to lay it on right. You know, it's like people in the kitchen, like you can bring that work in, you got one motherfucker that'll cook it up and he'll, he'll fuck it up. Right. You won't even get as much out of it. It won't rock up. Right. But then you get somebody else in there cooking and whipping on the stove. You're going to get a bit more on it. Your cut's going to be right. And everybody going to love it. But Mm. the same contents went into that pan, the same, the same contents, different bags went into that pan, but how they came out, is what was affected by the person that was cooking it up. Stefano and Formula One and FOM and Liberty Media, man, they fucking up the bag. Like, they really Ooh. messing it up. And they, you know, How? that's what I'm talking Man, bro, they messing up the bag because they're chasing something that doesn't breed life into the sport of Formula One. They're chasing money. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're forgetting... You got to have a balance. You got to be able to get the money right, but you got to keep the product right. If the product starts slacking, the money going to slack too. Yeah. 
So you can make a lot of moves. And I always say this. I say bad people will do good things for money. But the same thing is true. People will think, do things for money and make bad decisions. And I think they're making bad decisions at this point in time. It's not to say they can't correct it. They won't get it right eventually. But as I say right now, it's really not coming off so right to me. Not to me anyway. A lot of other people might feel like it is, but to me it just seems like they just steadily trying to find out, okay, and I'm trying to figure out who the hell are these viewers they talking to? Like every time they come out like, yeah, the viewers want to see the shit. Every time I poll the shit, the viewers that I be, that be on my channel be like, hell no, 85, 65%. So I'm just trying to wonder what survey didn't Wolfpack see where he can weigh in on these topics that you're saying viewers said, like we're just paying attention to the viewers. Who? Who asked for this? I never seen these surveys. I never saw anybody ask me a goddamn questionnaire on any of this. And every time I poll it, it doesn't come out the same way you do it. So I'm just trying to figure out who the hell, who, who is who? Man, I'm telling you, I think they just, they, they got their whole thing, bro. It's, it's just crazy. Did you even remember the Las Vegas when they announced Las Vegas? Was you up when they did that shit like Rate Live? Uh, yeah, bro, yeah. I was, I was, bro, yeah. That, that in itself was almost like an indictment on that that whole situation, the way that kicked off. First, you had the chick who didn't even know Stefano's fucking name. She didn't even know the difference between Liberty Media and Liberty Mutual. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company with Emu. Liberty Media. (laughs) Bro, and these are people they putting in place to bring these packages out. Like, you telling me that you didn't even have enough time to vet and put somebody up there who was really going to help you bring a product out in the U.S. at one of the most premier destinations? Bro, even the fucking jacket. Oh, bro. bro, Oh, my gosh. That shit was corny. Oh, my God. Bro, bro. That shit was like Whack. the corniest shit. I'm Whack. like, you've got Las Vegas, you've got Fear and Loathing, you've got Ocean's Twelve, you've got the Rat Pack, you've got Transformers, like, the like, Blue like, Men, you got the like, the Jabberwockies, the Jabberwockies <laughs> of all fucking people, the Jabberwockies. Like, there's there's anything you could have gone with, and you've gone with probably appropriately. The biggest cultural appropriator in the world, some knockoff Elvis jackets, mm-hmm. which are only appealing. Look, people in their th- mid 30s to 60s, they're the man that are looking at them jackets like, oh, that's hot. Oh, where can I get an Elvis jacket? Where can I get a spangly Elvis jacket? Right. But the younger audience, and this is like circling back, the younger audience, the one that they say they're trying to bring in, mm-hmm. We just did Silverstone prices for glamping. Bruv, I'm going Vegas, yeah? Do you think I'm going to that race? Nah. No way. No way. No fucking way. I'm going because, thank you to us, thank you to the company that we're assigned to, Blue Wire Podcast. They've got a podcast studio out there. I want to go see. I'm going to go test it out. I'm going to see. I want to make some content out there. Right. Do you think I'm going to go to a race? Like when the tickets cost that much. So you're alienating young people because they can't afford it. You're alienating, not even alienating, but the the promo for it is so bad. Like, but they're going to sell out anyway. And that's what... Right, 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 right. right. The decisions that we see are fueled by, pardon me, a, a company that knows they've got a fan base that will buy into it. For now... For, that's what I was going to say. For now, for now, for now, because the cost of living is going up, mm-hmm. and eventually, 
everyone's pockets are going to start to feel this. Whether Facts. you've got family, okay, can I afford to go to this race or am mm-hmm. I going to have to? It's either that or Formula One is really going to be for the elite. But then if I want to watch it, I've got to get us to watch Formula One here. I have to have a sports package for right. 36 pounds a month on top of my normal fucking Your normal package, right? Shit. right and you know look of course i could get a vpn i find it hilarious that f1 beyond the grid advertises a vpn for you to watch f1 from a different country <laughs> i find that hilarious but um i could use a vpn and i could you know watch it but right. i like having it on my tv i like i like going on Bonus. f1 tv on f1 right. sky sports f1 i'm watching a little race like i, I like that Remember, right. I can afford that. There might be a day where I'm like, you know what? I can't afford that. So right. if I'm thinking about that now, let alone going to races, you're alienating a fan base, and it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's cool. Um, I can't even remember mm-hmm. how we got there, but I think. I think yeah, I think they're going to the World One too many times. I'm looking forward to. I'd love a race in South Africa. Everyone knows my thoughts yeah, on South yeah, Africa. Yeah, a matter of fact, I I'd got that on my list too to talk about the South Kalamich circuit. Yeah, Kyle, I mean, obviously it needs work. Right, I, and that's what I was going to talk about. Like, I think a lot of people, they they want so much to see a race in Africa, period, right? Yeah. That you still, kind of like we were doing earlier, like, although those guys screwed it up and they get all this, it's still something that has nothing to do with whether they're as good as we are or not or they're privileged or they're not. At the end of the day, when people are trying to make financial business decisions, they're still looking at the numbers. Like, what's going to make sense to maximize my investment and increase my ROI? That's what I'm looking at. Like, all the other stuff, you know, could be, you know, debated. But at the end of the day, I got to like, yo, you know what? This dude over here, we might not like him, but, man, you're talking about 150% increase on this shit. Like, we can deal with him. We can tolerate him for that. You know, so hey, they're they, talking I understand about an people extra race in the Middle East because of that, right? And that's what I'm gonna right. talk to talk to the people on F1 Minute about. Like, yeah, I understand it's still business. They still got to look at things that need to be done, and and they need to still do things. You know, you look back right now, uh, you could use Australia for for an example. The AGPC man, look at what happened with them. Like, they got yeah. this race. It turned out to be a very good race based on a lot of things that happened in there. It was a mixed ingredients, but at the end of the day, the association themselves put themselves in a bind because they didn't initiate the proper security protocols. They didn't protect the cars property. They didn't protect the spectators. Then they had spectators were that were defaming formula one property. So you got these attributes, like you want to run and and just rush to put a race in here because we got to get one. No, they got to look at all of that stuff, the infrastructure, logistics, all that stuff takes planning. So, you know, pump your brakes. If you really want to see a race in Africa, want to see one that is going to be sustainable, not a one and done. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. And the thing is, it is possible, right? It is possible. But <laughs> look, I say this as someone who's, you know, a quarter South African. I've, you know, I've been to South Africa a fair amount. Got a lot of South African friends. Um, and we have a lot of South African listeners. And even they would say that the trust in their government to get mm. things right is not high. However, what they will also say 
is that they had a really successful Cape Town E Grand Prix very recently. Went off without a hitch. Great racing, great event. Everyone enjoyed themselves. So it's not impossible that South Africa could have an event. And I think that if they made it happen, and it, but obviously Formula One is a much bigger spectacle. But let's not right. forget that they held a World Cup. So the, the biggest sporting tournament on earth. Like, so you, if they could do that and it went by, mm-hmm. I would say probably less technical glitches than Qatar had recently, mm-hmm. then I'm sure that they can make it work. And if they do, it will be the greatest party in the world. Um, right. South Africans now to Very party passionate fan base there. And, and passionate. Apple, pa- real. Look, they, these guys, they have a car culture. I'm not talking about even yes, like racing, facts. of course. But they have a car. I know you would love it out there, Jay. Like they, they have a, they have a real car culture out there. They appreciate their cars. They appreciate their racing, and they know how to put on events. So, if look, if you're talking about events, culture, um, you know, uh, hospitality, all of these things, South Africa is a destination. Right, I would say over Austria fucking Belgium, mm-hmm. fucking, like, some of these races that are on the calendar, which, what are they giving me outside of, are they a place where everyone can go? Are they right. a place where, you know, where it will be a good thing for everyone, uh, a good party? I don't know. Um, but, you know, if it's not about partying, it's about racing, and it's about money. So, what can you do? What can you do? Right. Uh, Jay, before we go, mm-hmm, Quickly. Who's going to finish ahead of who? Mercedes or Ferrari? Mercedes going to finish Sorry. ahead of Ferrari. Mercedes, Ferrari. Rank. Okay, start again. All right. Rank the finishing order of these constructors this season. Mercedes, Ferrari, Aston. <clears throat> Those three, I think. Those three. It's going to be Mercedes, Aston, and Ferrari. Why? Mercedes, definitely, I think they showed even last season with turbulent times, they likely can get in there, with especially with the car they got right now. I mean, it's far better than the car they had last time. And I think if you look over the course of time, when Ferrari hit trouble, they stumbled hellified to to rebound themselves. And Ferrari seems to continue to do that, right? They came into the 2023 season like they never left 2022. Mercedes comes in. Uh, improve, but in in perspective to the rest of the grid, maybe not so much. But if we look at the last race, and there's a debate there that it could be yeah. circuit specific, and we're going to wait until we see the next yeah, race to see if that to. is the case, <laughs> right? That's just being honest. But I still think over time, not only does Mercedes have better drivers, but they also have a better team when it comes to progressing throughout the course of a season. They've made a huge error, but I find it very funny that people don't are not looking at Ferrari like they just made as as huge of a boo boo in their season as well. It's it's just like everybody's focused on Mercedes, but that that's only because Mercedes have been the giant. So anytime an ant trips, I ain't never seen an ant trip in my life. I'm sure it happened. Never would have fucking known. <laughs> a giant trips, you're gonna feel that. And Mercedes trip, and they're a giant, so everybody's gonna look at them. But they're excusing. For, they're excusing the Formula One love child of Ferrari. 
They're excusing the sister team in Red Bulls, Alvatari. All these McLarens had a huge fucking dip, but nobody sees this shit. <laughs> like, you just want Mercedes. I got on the body. So, Mercedes definitely, I think, finishes ahead of Aston Martin. Uh, Alonzo's running running awesome right now. He on a high. You know, he's been 17 years sober off a, off a drunk win. Like, that man been <laughs> sober. And now he getting finally to taste the podium. He punched drunk as hell. But... I don't think, as a team, they're better than Mercedes. I don't yeah. think Lance Stroll, although the AMR23 has improved Lance Stroll's capabilities to finish higher than he would have last season, the tandem together will not outscore Mercedes as a team, I don't believe. All right? Yeah. Then you got Ferrari. Right now, Ferrari are having so many issues organizationally, uh, strategy-wise, uh, mechanical-wise. They got so many fires to put out. And they haven't yet proved or gained my confidence in the fact that they will be able to handle all of this going on and put it together and actually make it happen. So I think Ferrari finished last in respect to that, you know, unless they do something different. And people got to understand this. Like when me, Nasha and the rest of our brothers and sisters in this content creator space do these things, it's only right that I can adjust my perspective based off performance. Like, you all get it twisted. Yeah. When we make these predictions, we're make, making them based off the evidence that we have right now that we see. Two weeks from now, that could change. Why? Because these teams change. Performance changes. Yeah. A lot of things change. So it's only right that you're fluent in your perspective based off the evidence that's brought before you in your court. Now, any content creator who can't do that, then you got to wonder. See, that's why I get it. Y'all get it twisted when you want to talk about Mercedes-centric channels and all this other shit. Like, listen... I don't know what sport somebody being the greatest is not recognized for being the greatest besides for Formula One. I don't know. What fucking that sport shit. somebody that is the greatest is not regarded as the greatest except for Formula One? Like, what is it? You know, it's a. I would swear Formula One is fucking U.S. football because they got a goalpost and that motherfucker stay moving. It's stay <laughs> moving, bro. So I'm just saying that's what I got, man. Mercedes, Aston Martin, Ferrari. Ugh. We could go into a whole... It, it's crazy because you'll have the same people. We, we have this, like, comment on your shit. Comment on my shit. Every week. Essays. Guys, let me tell you. I don't read them. I don't read your hateful essays. Okay? But keep commenting them. Increase the engagement, please. Yes. Because when I say Verstappen's going to be a top five... When he finishes, you're silent. When I say Red Bull are a really good outfit, you ignore it. But if I say to you right now, Lewis Hamilton's the greatest fucking driver of all time, all of a sudden, right. 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 Get the fuck out of here. Right, I don't bro. care. But it's like, honestly, yes, I am a Lewis Hamilton fan. I am not a Sky Sports fan podcaster i am not an f1 tv podcaster i am right. a guy in his house on a monday night still wearing his work trousers because he didn't have time after making dinner to start and come and record because i'm passionate about this shit right and i'm gonna stay passionate about this shit but you're gonna realize people are gonna make predictions people are gonna say things you might not agree with them doesn't right. mean you have to be hateful. Doesn't mean you have to say little comments that I smoke 40 a day. Right. I haven't smoked a cigarette in 
11 years. Okay, uh, let me, t thank you very much. And uh, let me tell you now, my voice sounded this stupid way before the cigarettes. Okay, I came out of the womb smoking Benton. Okay, no, I'm joking. But uh, all I'm saying is, you don't have to be nasty. You don't have to be mean. Be appreciative of the people around you. Right. And, uh, and stop saying nasty things about me because one, it's mean. Two, hate fuels me. I'm trying to tell that you. Shit. Oh, hate motivates. Bro. Check out the album. It's oh, on Apple. It's on iTunes. Hate motivates. Check it out. We'll pay for it. Oh, we'll leave a link. Actually, we'll leave a link. Send me a link. And I'll, I'll leave that. Gotcha. Um. Anyway, Jane. What's up, brother? A nice clean hour. I think it would be time for you to go because you've got a lot of work to do, and I appreciate you coming on at such short oh, notice. You know Clutch, um, bro. You really are clutch. You are clutch. Like, and that is something that I, I really appreciate. Where can people find you? Yo, you can reach out. Wolfpack Performance on YouTube. Wolfpack Performance on Instagram. Wolfpack Performance on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, and WP underscore performance on Twitter. Check me out. Follow, support, all that good stuff. Come with whatever you got. It don't matter what team you support, what driver you support, where you look like, whether you this hand, that hand. It's all the same where I come from, and that's for real. So uh, everybody reach out. And just come uh, politic with us. Come party with us on the weekend, you know, GP weekends. I do race day waffles this year. That's what we're doing. Uh, we've been a little bit sober this season, but, you know, I usually pop bottles on Fanata Lap depending on uh, who's going what team we pop bottles for. So if you want to see me pop bottles for your team, then you need to be around at the beginning of the, before the season starts so you can vote on that because I put a vote out for what team we're going to pop bottles for. And then when that team makes a podium, whether it's a race win or not, if they're on one of those three spots, I'm popping that champagne. This year we're doing Moet. We're keeping it rocking. So, yeah. Nice. Well, look, thank you so much. A incredible guest. Here's some cheering for you. Thank you so much. Oh, what a guest. What a chat. If you've got this far, make sure you're giving this video a like and a subscribe. If you're listening, make sure to give us a five star. How many have we got, right? I need to do something. Yeah. I want to do something right yeah, now. How many, how many do you have? On Spotify, we have, I will tell you now. Anytime now. Wow, we're on 414, okay? When oh, we damn, get to 500... How many are you on? Bro, you no, ball, I don't even check it. I don't even check it, bro. Don't even check it. Yeah. All right. Well, 414. When we get to 500, we'll do some kind of giveaway of some sort. Um, but please help us to get to 500 because that shit really helps. And we really appreciate it. And make sure to subscribe to the Patreon if you want an ad-free perspective. I think... I think I'm just going to go super communist with the Patreon and we're going to do like a flat, super cheap thing mm. for everything. Okay. For everything. I don't like tears. It doesn't sit right in my socialist spirit. Okay. I want everyone to be at the same level. I don't care if you're paying, you're staying and you'll get everything. 
But I might be told by my team not to do that. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've rolled them, but but don't hold me to that shit. Don't hold me to that. Still <laughs> thinking that one thing. But guys, thank you so much. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And remember, no matter what life throws at you, keep it on the black stuff. Until next time, peace.